Welcome to the NYC Digital Media Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and we're here with the lovely Tanisha. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Very well, thank it's you. It's a beautiful day today. We're here at James the Bay with some nice pizza, mm-hmm. some nice drinks. Yes. So I just want to ask you, what's your occupation? So I am an optician here in New York City. Uh, are you familiar with what an optician is? No. I love asking that question. <laughs> <laughs> so an optician is, we are the pharmacist of eyewear, right? When you go to the doctor, the doctor gives you a prescription, and we're the person who fulfills it for you. So we're like that middleman between you and your doctor of your eyewear. So we I do everything that. hardware. <laughs> I'm relying on you to see. Exactly. We're <laughs> yeah. that important. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So why did you choose to be an optician? Because it seems like such a rare job to choose. It chose me. Oh, It chose me. Um, I'm somebody who, well, I started out very young, uh, fresh out of college. I got into sales and optical, and I fell in love with the fashion of eyewear. It wasn't until maybe a year or two into my sales endeavor that I fell in love with the aspect of how the eyewear was made and how important it was to have sufficient quality lenses so that your clients are super satisfied and keep returning. And it's like you're doing a service to the world, right? You're making the world see a better place, (laughs) if you will. People like me who can't see at all, you know, it's it's very good to have people like you who can help us. I appreciate that. I've also seen your website. It has lots of beautiful eyewear. Thank you. And lots of merch, too. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank Um, you. Also, congratulations to to eight years in the business. Yes, eight years. 2018. Yeah, Yeah, you know, it's been a journey and um, I'm happy that we're here. I never imagined it would look like this and I'm happy that it does actually it's been really challenging navigating business as a minority navigating business in ophthalmics as a minority that just it's very challenging in itself so to be able to make headway and peak you know every year it feels really good it feels accomplishing there's about only six percent of people who are in the black and african-american minority who are in this job and only about 10% 10% of people are owners who are minorities of our race. Yeah, I am super impressed. So it's so hard for us to <laughs> grow and see other people grow. And, you know, it, it kind of inspires people like me yeah. to see black women owners strive in the world. Absolutely. So when you first came into the business, you were a mother of one, mm-hmm. right? And you were striving to make a difference and achieve more. Yeah. So I just want to ask, tell us, like, the struggles you went through in the journey of creating this business called Frame on Frame by TT? Yes, so such a good question, actually. So being a single mother, when I started Frame by TT, my son was uh, going on three years old. And I just had this enormous desire to create a legacy that I was able to leave my great, great grandbabies, right? At this point, once you become a mom, your whole perspective changes. You're not living for you anymore. You're living for the longevity of your children and what that looks like when you're not even here anymore. Um, so prospectively, it just... There was no job that felt comfortable that I was literally living my creativity through. I felt hindered in every position that I ever had. And for me, I was like, no, that's not gonna work. (laughs) This is not gonna work at all. So challenging and navigating your levels of creativity, being a single mom, financial aspects of it, because we do have to prioritize, right? We have to make sure that we are moving in the right direction and the smart direction. So financially, it was very difficult. Um, I picked up jobs where I could. I was an optician Monday through Friday and a bartender every other day (laughs) and on the weekends. Um, I worked hours on end. But what I did was, in between working each job, um, I put a 
plan aside, right? I wanted to start planning to leave. So I would say, okay, in order for me to leave this job, I have to make as much money with Frame by TT on my days off so I could shortly escape. And that was like my slow transition out of it. Um, Frame by TT took off and she did her own thing. People navigated towards it because like you said, it was a sixth percentile of us that looked like us and they've, they've never really seen anything like it. And to this day, it's still, you know, Small. a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shocker. So challenge, it was super challenging being a single mother, navigating those feelings along with being a business owner or trying to be a business owner and acquiring more education as well. But I feel like with consistency and, you know, and determination, you could really do a lot of things and, you know, navigate your own journey, to say the least. <laughs> okay. And kind of from, like, perspective, I have a single mom, too, and I've seen how, like, having a, only one child kind of makes people strive more, try to grow more to help your kid, because you know that in this world, it's hard to be a mother or a parent or just a woman in general, especially if you're in a minority sense and you're trying to get on to a higher level in business and experience and all stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to ask you, when a business grows, you need to be patient, you need to grow mm -hmm. the business. You said in an article, allegedly in an article, that <laughs> yeah, that a business was like a committed, like a committed relationship. Can you please expand on that? Absolutely. That's such a yeah. I love the way you worded that. That was awesome. Um, business is like a committed relationship, right? I feel like first you invest into yourself. You have to be the healthiest version of you in order to commit to any situation, whether it be relationship, your business a new dog <laughs> you got to be the healthiest version of yourself in order to be in that space of receival right and so the, once you receive and now you are at that place you still have to do the work there's going to be turmoil there's going to be crossfire there's going to be troubles along the way but you still have to commit to doing the work once your commitment gets flaky then you're at a place where this may not be for you you know, business, and that's okay too. Like any other relationship, divorce happens because it's not what it was supposed to be. And I think people need to be okay with that outcome too. But for me personally, I'm so committed. It's disgusting, actually. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> that's an interesting word to use. Um, you know what? I'm one of those like psychopath girlfriends with friend by Psychopath. Tutti, right? That's who I am, honestly. I'm never letting her go. <laughs> I just wanted to ask just another question. Yeah. Do you think that struggles are needed to grow in a business? Yeah, it humbles you 200%. I think if the rise to the top was such a breeze, you really couldn't, you really can't value the seat at the top. I feel like, um, again, in today's society, everything is such a social media flex, if you will, or a social media facade. So actually having the humbling moments behind the scenes and knowing the blood, the sweat, the tears that it took you to get to the top, yeah, it's necessary in order to maintain because you never forget those moments that you push through to keep going ahead. And based on what you said, what do you think is a business value, like business morals, business value? Mm. Like what do people need? Ethics. Right? I feel like making money is easy. I feel like anything you can do can make money. But I think the challenges occur when your ethics are challenged by the amount of money that you could make or potentially make or lose for that matter. Yeah, I think ethics are number one, 200%. And you have to be firm on your ethics. They shouldn't alter because of certain dynamics, especially when it comes to money. Thanks. And you quoted on your LinkedIn, if I'm correct, being able to talk with people and 
with an education put me in, in front of people with no feet and I can sell socks and have them thinking, oh, but why do I need sneakers? Can you please <laughs> explain that? Because I'm kind of confused. <laughs> that is a good one. Wow, that's an oldie but goodie. So I feel like um, I love people. I love getting to know people. I love learning people. That That's super passionate of mine. And being in this business and customer service, you get to experience that on the daily. So I'm very appreciative for that. Um, being in this industry for now, I'm aging myself, but 16 years, <laughs> being in this industry for 16 years, you know, you, I should be able to sell a man of socks with no feet. And then him asking me what kind of sneakers do I have on the side to match the socks. I should be that confident in my brand that I should be able to take it to the next level and far beyond. That is the level of confidence that you should have as a business owner, 200%. Yeah. Well, I have seen you expanding on your website. I see the backpacks. I see the shoes. I, I see the little tiny cup. Yeah. I see them. <laughs> yes. So, uh, 16 years in industry is a very long time. Yeah. You have lots of experience. So can you please just tell people like me who also like trying to be in the business perspective in the world, what do they need to accomplish in order to get into a position like you? Mm. Wow, that's a loaded question. One... You have to be true to who you are, right? I feel like no matter what plateau my business goes, I evolve, but I don't, the core of me doesn't change. That's important, right? Having that humble foundation. I also think that remaining consistent, right? There are going to be hard days. There are going to be days that the business makes no money. There are going to be there are going to be days that the business is not doing what you would like it to do at that moment. But you have to walk by faith also and know that if it's for you, it is for you. I also feel like not hindering your growth, right? Go out and be sociable. Come to these events and get the education that you need. There's so many resources available, especially now. Resources that I didn't have 16 years ago. You know, I didn't have the internet <laughs> in, in the way that it's now. So it's nice to see that there's a social network or, or 10 thereof that you could actually expand and learn and grow in your own individual way and put it in impactful ways towards what you're going to do. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And stay focused and never give up. And I know that's cliche, but the reality is it's your story and you only get one. You better write it. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. My God. Um, thank, thank you so you. much. I am Amanda, your host, and we were here with the lovely and intelligent Tanisha Middleton. Thank you, Amanda. This was awesome. And that was the end of our interview. Bye.